Hi, folks. Welcome back to the State Tax Show. I'm Matt Hunsaker. Today, we discuss an evolving issue. How are the states going to treat forgiven PPP loans? Hey, thanks for joining the show today, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. Before we get started, I need your help. I am working on my schedule for this year's season of episodes of Women in State Tax. That's the series that I've been doing that highlights the really remarkable work done by women in the field. We did three episodes last year, and if you haven't had a chance to hear them, you can go find them in the archives. I think you'll enjoy them. So how can you help? Well, I need your nominations for future guests to have on this show. I've already got some great ones lined up, but I'd love to get people on the show that you guys want to hear from. So if you have a nomination, go ahead and send it my way, and I'll do my best to twist their arms and get them on the show. If you need my email, you can find that down in the show notes. Back in March of 2020, which seems like ages ago, Congress passed the Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. And we'll call that the CARES Act today, as most folks do. A big part of the CARES Act was what's called the Payroll Protection Program. And we'll just call that PPP for short as well. We're not going to get into the weeds of the program today, but basically the PPP provisions allow the Small Business Administration to provide loans to businesses. But here's the kicker. Those loans are forgivable if the employers retain employees and maintain their salary levels. There's more to it than that, but that's essentially the gist of it. Sounds like a good deal, right? Well, As is often the case, good deals bring some tax baggage. You see, when loans are forgiven, and this is just any loan in general, that is treated as income to the borrower. But in this case, Congress thought ahead to that, and they included a section in the CARES Act that excludes forgiven PPP loans from federal gross income. For those of you that like to keep track of these things, that was section 1106, little i. But what about the states? Those of you at the front of the class will tell me that taxability of the forgiven loans hinges on whether the state is a static conformity or a rolling conformity state. In other words, do they incorporate the Internal Revenue Code as of a specific date in the past? Or do they simply follow the current version of the Internal Revenue Code? Fixed date states aren't going to have the 1106 exclusion, but the 20 odd states with rolling conformity might. Now, you may be asking yourself why I'm using the word might. Well, that is because Section 1106 of the CARES Act does not amend the Internal Revenue Code. You see, the exclusion from income is housed in the CARES Act, and you won't find it anywhere in the Internal Revenue Code. 
So you could potentially see a state arguing that they only conform to the Internal Revenue Code, Title 26, and do not conform to other federal tax provisions that are orphaned in other titles. In this case, it would be Title 15 for the CARES Act. So the upshot here is that you may not be home free even if you are filing in a rolling conformity state. Now, don't get too hung up on static and rolling states. Keep in mind that states rarely incorporate the pure Internal Revenue Code. So expect some static states to specifically conform to the CARES Act provisions, but without updating their conformity date. For example, North Carolina did this back in June with House Bill 1080. Texas has introduced some similar legislation. But on the other hand, some rolling conformity states might say, hey, we don't want to give these precious tax dollars away, especially with our big budget shortfall. And they may decide to decouple from the CARES Act provisions. This is just something that we are going to have to monitor as we meander into the legislative season. If you can hang on for a minute, I've got one more issue. And that is, what happens to the expenses that are paid with forgiven PPP loan funds? Can you deduct them? Is that double dipping since you are paying for them with freebie money? But the IRS initially went with the double-dipping position and said that expenses paid for with forgiven PPP loans are not deductible. But Congress jumped in and passed H.R. 133, which I think was signed on December 27th. And this bill essentially allows taxpayers to deduct expenses even if they're paid with forgiven PPP loans that are excluded from gross income. So this takes us right back to our conformity issue. Will states take the same position? So far, it's been pretty quiet. North Carolina said, no, they won't allow the deductions. But Texas proposed legislation appears to be heading the other direction. And this is just one of those quirky issues where we're going to have to wait and see. Well, that is where we are at in the PPP loan saga from the state perspective. Once things distill a bit, I may come back to you with an update. So let me know if you'd like that. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show Podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.